welcome back to episode 57 of the Fit Life Formula podcast. My name is Brian Sippets. I'm the founder and CEO of Advantage Strength in Ann Arbor, Michigan. At Advantage Strength, we help people between the ages of 35 and 65 to live more, play more, and feel strong so that they can be active with their family and friends, get back to doing the things they love to do. This is the official podcast of Advantage Strength, and on the show, we're going to be talking about topics that uh, relate to nutrition, health, uh, diet, exercise, life hacks, anything that's going to help you keep moving and maintain your health, maintain your activity levels, as long as you care to do that. Uh, we're going to be talking about that. And today is uh, an interesting one. We've got a special guest with us today. And a lot of you know, I'm in a, in a business group, about 50 gym owners. And my guest today is a part of that group. He joined, um, I guess, about a year after I did. But I will tell you that the day that he joined and the first call that he was on, I started to wonder why he was uh, in the group and not running the group. Uh, this is definitely one of the most impressive, not only gym owners, but um, human beings that I know. And his background in teaching shows through everything that he's done for the, the, the mastermind, the business group. And um, so I'm really excited to have a guy in uh, New York named Joe Hashi on the show with us today. Joe, thanks so much for coming on. Brian, it's my pleasure. I look forward to the conversation. Well, we're going to be talking about cold water immersion today. And the reason I thought of you is because you pretty consistently post pictures of you in your um, New York home, upstate New York. And uh, by the way, I should mention, Joe has three locations in around the Binghamton area. So um, he's got a lot on his plate. So I'm, I'm really excited to have him. But you know, uh, I started seeing him post things. He's got a, a pond in his backyard and, you know, pretty consistently throughout the winter, he'll chip away the ice and uh, be floating around in his pond uh, as just cold water therapy. So I'm excited to talk about this. It's something that I've looked into a little bit, but I think Joe's going to be our guy on this. And uh, first, Joe, I'd like you to share, I think your background is so interesting. I'd like you to share before we get into cold water immersion, talk a little bit about your um, your trip to the fitness industry. I think it's so interesting. Sure. I, I was a high school teacher taught high school economics and U S history. I was a former college athlete at a small college called Colgate university in upstate New York. And as I was graduating, two things happened. First, I had suffered four knee injuries and following surgeries and I didn't really take good care of myself. Yeah, I was, did all the football training and programming, but I didn't know what I was doing. I had a crap form, and I never really did um, much on my own over the summer. Just did it because I had to do it, but I knew there was more to it and probably leading to part of the reasons why I ended up getting injured. And the second thing happened is my father ended up passing away from preventable uh, disease. He had a heart failure. He had uh, swelling in his legs. He had sleep apnea. He was close to 300, 370 pounds, I would guess, smoked a pack a day type of guy. Um, so twofold, I wanted to help athletes avoid injuries, and I wanted to help adults live longer and healthier life. So I kept that in my mind while I was teaching. I ended up starting a small gym out of my garage, and I expanded it the location, and my schedule started getting so packed in one, uh, one spring, it must have been about six years ago, I fell out of a tree and I shattered my right leg. And it put me on bed rest 
and it was near the end of the school year in the spring. And while I was on bed rest, the gyms actually got so much busier because I was able to focus on them. I wasn't teaching school for seven hours and then running a gym for seven hours in the same day. And so after the spring happened, then we had the summer and I got to focus on the gyms more. It got too busy to be able to return to regular day as an educator. So then I went all in on the fitness industry and uh, shortly after opened our second location and then our third. That's awesome. And I'll tell you your background in teaching, whenever you run a session for us, it's, I feel like I'm transported back to high school to where, <laughs> you know, there's uh there's private learning time you get called on <laughs> and it's That's like, right. You do get called on. If you try not to make <laughs> eye contact with the teacher, I, my mom was an English teacher. She's a high school principal, uh, middle school pr principal for a while. So I, that's kind of the upbringing I had as well. <laughs> um, oh, you do such an awesome job with that. I, I knew you'd be a great guest for us and just sharing some more information about cold water immersion and Tell us a little bit about how you got into this. Um, I love the story that you tell when you're you're on vacation with your buddies, but um, it's such a it's such an interesting way for you to get into it. Can you share that? Which story are you mentioning? I want to make sure I get the right one in there. Yeah, well, I mean, what do you got? The one I'm thinking about is when you were in Maine with some buddies. Oh, that's that is a good one, but not the first one. Ah, so tell me the first my one. initial. Um, interest into it was as a, a father, we bought this house and it has two ponds and I have three boys who love being outdoors. And I was always petrified of falling in cold water. We were always told, Hey, you fall in cold water, you're gonna get hypothermia, you're gonna die. And I, when I was younger, maybe eight or nine myself, like my leg had broken through the ice and fell and like everyone panicked. They had no idea what to do. And I still remember that. And I, and I started seeing things like Wim Hof online. Like it really can't be that bad. Like why was everyone panicking so much? And you know what? Heaven forbid one of my kids falls through the ice. I need to immediately know what to do and be willing to jump in and not think I'm going to die. So then I looked up, did some research on it to make sure it was safe-ish, safe enough for me to be willing to give it a try. And then we started messing around with it and, and getting into it and um, you know, starting with, uh, actually not in the pond. We had this horse feed container. We got a tractor supply. It's like a hundred gallons. We'd fill it with ice and sit in that and it, you know, five, six minutes. And we did a little bit of it in college. You'd jump in like a garbage can full of ice. And yeah. uh, after the knee surgery, you had the ice whirlpool. So I had some understanding of it by that point. Um, they did the cold showers. I've been cold for about six years now, five years now for cold showers and um, started to get more into the pond and the immersion and then, uh, yeah, we did the, the, the ocean swim in Maine was probably the second coldest I've been. Yeah. We'll talk about that. I, I think it's, it's one of those, like you mentioned, it's, it's something where you're like, man, I don't know. That seems pretty dangerous. Yeah. We were up in, <clears throat> in Maine, we had rented a home and, uh, my family was there and a couple friends and we'd go down and we'd mess around by the ocean, but the Northern Atlantic in, the off season now. So this is October, the fall. It's cold in the summer, but it was freezing in the fall. It's always cold up there. We go down to this little harbor by the house and um, we go down there and we like dare each other. I dare you to get your up to your knees wet, like just stupid stuff like that. And then we're messing around the, down from the other side. We see this lady come down in a bathrobe and like one of those swimming caps on and she just drops the bathrobe, jumps in, swims a couple laps, hops out, 
dries off and goes back up. And the next day we see her do the same thing. Like it was nothing. And so I asked her, she's like, oh yeah, this is just what keeps me young. She must've been mid sixties and she was just swimming this laps in this frozen ocean. So, um, she was like, hey, it's great for my skin. It keeps me young, all this. And uh, so we decided to give the next day, we decided to give it a, a try. My brother and I took these pool noodles and put them underneath each other. So we kind of float a little bit. The other guy, we didn't tell him that we had them. And he was just going to try to swim out around this point and then back to the other side of the house, which must have been probably about 250 yards, like a pretty decent swim into the waves around it and then back in and then get out on the rocks. And so we're swimming lower like halfway and he's like starts jackhammering and shivering. And then he sees that we're on these little dragon, like kids pool noodles and he could start getting pissed. <laughs> I think he got so angry, he heated them back up and he was able to complete the swim with us. And then trying to get out on the rocks when your body's all numb. Um, but it was all good. It was a good learning experience. Well, I feel like there's safer ways to do that, Joe. Probably. I'm not sure though. <laughs> yeah. Probably uh, the inflatable arm things, not just the pool noodle. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned like, you know, kind of doing a cold tub and, and I think that would be most people's experience with it and, and using it only as, as therapy. Um, and I, I think, you know, that's a practice that I was pretty familiar with and there's a lot of, um, you know, athletic training applications that go along with that. You know, the, the, it can take away inflammation. It can like you did with your, with your knee, it takes away inflammation, helps to speed recovery. Um, it, it, shrinks down the blood vessels so that, um, you know, you're kind of driving stuff out of there. And then when the things open back up, you're bringing blood and oxygen to the area. And it's, uh, it's a good way to speed the recovery process along. But for some reason, I don't know, personally, I never made it past that as like a therapy technique. So talk about how you use this daily. You mentioned cold showers. Um, how do you use this daily and what do you see as the benefits or what do we know are the benefits? Yeah, so cold showers are our daily thing. I'll do the pond maybe once a week where we'll take the axe out and we'll chop a chop a hole in and get in for eight to fifteen minutes, depending on the outside temperature and all that. Um, but I read a lot of the benefits too, and you you named a lot of them: getting the inflammation out, reducing the the blood vessels, improving circulation because all your blood gets sucked into your core to keep you warm. Then when you get out, it recirculates the rest of your body. So the actually the process of rewarming up um, circulates the oxygenated blood back out. The weirdest one I would have never thought about. And the one that I can vouch for being probably the truest is improving your skin and your hair. Hmm. Like we don't think about this one a lot. I read it on some lists and I'm like, damn, that is true. Cause you get into like a steam shower and it dries you all out. And in the winter, it's all dry anyways. You get cracked skin and all that. I haven't had that happen since I've started taking cold showers, not drying myself out twice. Uh, skin has been a lot better. Don't have to use as much lotions and potions and stuff like that. Um, so the skin quality is an interesting one. See, people debate whether it actually helps you recover with muscles. And it, they debate whether it aids fat loss, which, I mean, maybe if you shiver off a couple extra calories. So, yes, I don't know about transitioning a fat, although they claim that that's one of those things. But 100%, I can vouch for it. It improves the quality of your skin in a very quick way. Yeah, you mentioned the transitioning. Of fat. So that would be taking it from like fatty white fat to a brown fat, like more active, uh, active brown fat. And all that comes from Arctic people have, uh, uh, you know, 
indigenous Arctic people have a higher concentration of brown fat. So that's fat that's not as, uh, well, it's more active than the typical adipose tissue or tissue or white fat that we would see here. Um, yeah. And I, I think a lot of these things are cherry picked a little bit, you know, to a certain extent when mm-hmm. you say it improves metabolism, things like that, when you see that it would improve in metabolism, it might be because you're shivering, right? You're shivering and, and you burn those extra couple calories. So you could say it helps burn calories, but like you said, it is, uh, a lot of times it's cherry picked the, the skin and hair. I had not thought about that or really figured out how it works. Um, because a lot of people will, and I know even, and I'll talk about Wim Hof here in a second, or we'll bring him up in a second. But I think even with like the Wim Hof method, it's get cold and then warm up. Do you do some sort of warming afterwards? Is it personally, I take cold showers in the summer. Last thing I want to do in the winter is take a cold shower and get out of a cold shower without anything warm. Yeah, no, I don't warm back up just naturally oh. all natural I throw on, <laughs> dry off throw on a sweatshirt and go back about my day uh no i don't have a, a norwegian sauna or anything like that yeah or yeah. i don't i don't finish with some people will do cold water for like 30 seconds and then warm water is a way to get used to it which is which is cool but now it's just straight cold turn it off dry off and go about about the day well, it saves you time. I know that much. It does save you, it saves you a ton of time. Yeah, you don't want to <laughs> mess around too long. You don't have to wait for the shower to heat up. It doesn't get your bathroom all filled with mildew from <laughs> all the, all the uh, steam in there and everything. Exactly. Well, um, I think I mentioned Wim Hof and... and I don't know. Do you, are, would you be comfortable sharing some of that method? Um, he's kind of the guy that brought this to the forefront. And I think he's, he's a case study of one, uh, and they do a lot of tests on him, things like that. So you want to, can you talk about a little bit about who Wim Hof is and, and what he's brought to the table? Yeah, a, a bit. I used him more for validation that you can get in cold water and not die. Yeah. Uh, for his method, I might not be the exact science person behind it but he uses a couple things the cold water and the breathing and so he he would combine them you do your your 30 big deep breaths then hold them then breathe out and repeat that for three cycles to to prepare you to get in the cold water and then you get in the cold water and you focus on the breath one of the big benefits the cold water i believe and to learn from wim is the the mental benefit of it it's almost a form of forced meditation that if you want to clear your mind from everything that's else that's going on, jump in cold water. So you immediately go into like a survival mode, like, all right, I got to get through this. And it clears mm-hmm. everything out of your, your mind in a lot of different ways. And similar with breathing and focusing on the breath, it builds those very good habits. Um, used it a few times at the beginning and to kind of focus and, and deal with it. But um, once you do it a few times, like don't bother with the, well, I, I don't bother with the breathing anymore. You just kind of get in the cold water because now you understand and appreciate it and know, and you have clear expectations about what's going to happen. Well, it's interesting too. I think if you control your breath, you control a lot of, a lot of other processes that go on. So if you've ever jumped in, you know, water that was unexpectedly cold, or if you stepped into the shower too early and, and you get that blast and it takes your breath away, if you can control your breath, you can, you can control a lot of other things. So 
you know, we've talked about this in the group too, where uh, your response or your reaction to a situation is, is everything. So if you can control and, and controlling your breathing is a big part of that. So if you can uh, control your breathing and, and know exactly what's going on with your body, even as something that it could be panic inducing, like, uh, you know, a bunch of cold water, you're going to be in a pretty good spot. So the, I think the breathing, I think you're right. The breathing is really more a vehicle. I, I think there are physiological benefits too, but I think it's more of a vehicle of, you know, controlling your reaction to a situation. Yeah. It's a powerful tool. If not forced, like you said, when you jump in, I've had a lot of gym members see me do it and want to come out and once a year I'll, I'll invite them out, you know, 10, 12, then oh, we'll cool. come back in and it kind of gives me a reminder the first time. A lot of them will get that, <gasps> that takes their breath away, extended, uh, response time of probably about 30 seconds where they're just trying to like control their breath and they're, um, but now you can slide in. It's just like jumping in a, a regular pond. Now it's not that it's any different or cold to someone who's done it before. It's just that they are used to to coping with it and dealing with that external stress. Well, we we talked about the Wim Hof method. What's the Joe Hashi method? You just run out there, jump in. Yeah, get in as soon as you can. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they just walk in, slide in, and you put on a good face and pretend like it's not cold, even though it really is. Um, there are some things you can do at the beginning. Like if you're getting in, doing the breathing, leaving your hands out helps a lot at the beginning. Mm -hmm. If you're, you're first getting into it. So your body has like a warm spot during the circulation, or if your hands are in, um, keeping them tight to your sides, you know, arms tight to your sides. You're not getting cold water exposure on every part of your body. Being very still helps you stay warmer. You're cold, but warmer. The time that I've, absolutely been the coldest is doing it in a um in like a creek and like a river mm -hmm. because when the water moves over you or if you swim in still water you get very cold because the cold water moves over you and it sucks your heat off so much faster um so being very still helps at the beginning oh, i did one in a waterfall on the side of we were doing a hike in new hampshire i think it was up definitely new hampshire i think it was coming down off of mount washington past the waterfall i'm like i'm gonna swim in that and this is like the winter but like just the cold water rushing over, the kick had to bundle up. We still had two more miles to hurry out so we didn't get the Brian Sippet sauna treatment. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Cushy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of ways to mediate it and, and have like a progression like you would with exercises instead of just jumping in ice water and going, going above your head. Yeah, that's it. That's a good point too. And, and it brings up sort of this concept of hormesis, which is a, uh, it's like acceptable stress on your body. So it stresses your, and, and weight training, strength training can be a version of that. And it's, it's sort of, you stress the tissues to get a response. And once you get that response, your body kind of springs back better than it was before. And so, you know, being exposed to extreme heat, being exposed to extreme cold is just a way to sort of um, flex your body's boundaries a little bit. Uh, and there's a lot of value to that because it's, it's, um, we live a very, you know, we live at 72 degrees, right? And most people, uh, rarely, uh, rarely, if ever get outside that temperature zone. And then when they do, you know, it's, it's a lot colder, you know, what happens when you go down to Florida, if you've been up North, uh, for, you know, most of the winter, and then you go down to Florida in late February and 75 degrees feels like 
110, you know? <laughs> so it's your body gets used to these things and, and, um, it takes a little bit and it's good to have that little bit of extra stress. And that's a good point, Brian, that it does take a little time. It's like exercising. If you would exercise for a week and then stop, you'll be sore every time you start exercising again, because you stop, then you restart and you're always in the sore phase because you never push past the point of adaptation to it getting a little easier. And same thing happens with, with cold water. When you get, if you just turn it cold for like 10 seconds and you're always in the shock response. Um, I would encourage people to try a little bit longer because you'll be surprised after the first minute they're like all right well now i can get some adaptation and then over time you expect the cold so you're able to mentally deal with it better so you have to kind of earn that adaptation just like you would with exercise or anything else and i can speak to that too in the summer uh you know we try not to use the the air conditioning in our house we get some warm nights and it feels really good in the morning to get a good cold blast and that sets you up for a, a day where maybe you're outside a lot or whatever um and so because it's so different than the outside temperature, it feels really good. But man, the winter is hard to jump in. If you're, we have a cold room, our, our bedroom is above the garage. So it's, it's a cold room already. And then you're kind of walking in and you're, geez, I can't bring myself to do it. But I think after this, I'm, I'm reinvigorated. I'm going to give it a shot again. <laughs> it's worth it. But you're right. It's our, our bathroom shower has a window and outside it looks at the freezing pond. So I'm in the freezing water looking at the freezing pond. Like, <laughs> you feel colder. <laughs> um, well, I think you brought up some good points too. And I want to make sure, you know, just like dispensing medical advice that we, we sort of bracket this with, yes, it's a beneficial thing to do. And there are ways where you can walk into the shallow end, so to say, rather than jumping in and uh, going over your head right away. I think, like you said, sitting still is a huge one because if you've ever done it as therapy, if you've ever been in the cold tub uh, in like a training room or, or whatever, there might be ice floating in the water, but as you're sitting there, the, your skin warms up the, the millimeter of water around your body. So it's, it doesn't feel as bad. Then as soon as somebody comes by and turns on that jet, oh my oh, God, yeah. it's such a difference. Um, <laughs> So yeah, sitting still is, is one of the ways that you can kind of moderate and obviously water temperature, if you have control of that, um, if, if it's too much to start with really cold water, you know, if you're somewhere where you can control the temperature, go ahead and, and, uh, just take some of the warmth out of the water or put just a little bit of chill on the water. Um, these are all great ways to start, but I think in order to get the real, the real benefits of it, you've got to get to the point where your heart rate rises. Uh, your heart rate comes up a little bit. You get a little bit of that panic response maybe. Um, and I, I think the research would show that too, looking into it briefly, but, um, I don't know any other thoughts on, uh, how to work your way into this or if you should work your way into it. Yeah, that was a good point on the medical advice. This isn't medical advice. I'm telling stories about doing it for the last five years. And, uh, you know, if you have a heart condition or circulation issues, this is something that you might not want to look into because it will change your heart rate and your circulation. So you got to be smart about that. And just like you said, easing into it uh, is one way of doing it. Another way of doing it is if you do have the healthy heart, um, just turn the water cold and tough it out put on your favorite yeah. song 
put, put on your favorite song and try to make it to the end. That always gets yeah. you to the panic phase. I always go, uh, Alexa, play some Guns N' Roses, and I'll listen to two songs in the cold shower. And sometimes I get hit with November <laughs> rain. I'm like, damn, there's eight minutes. And then, <laughs> then Sweet Child of Mine, it's almost 15 minutes for two songs if you get, yeah. if, if you get dealt uh, that hand. But it, it is what it is. We'll stay in there. <laughs> And I think the easiest, the easiest thing to control is the exhale on that. Um, at least I've found, um, you know, if you can, as you're stepping in, you know, you're, you're getting yourself fired up, you're stepping either into the shower or into cold water. Easiest thing to control is that nice, long, slow exhale. Uh, and each time, cause there is a gasp response at times where you're <sighs> like, um, doing that. So if you can control your, your, ex- your exhale, your out breath, then you can, probably you're, you're going to be able to control that inhale a little bit better. So, um, you know, I think wrapping up here, Joe, the, the overall benefit, um, well, we'll have you wrap up for us. So talk a little bit about the overall benefit, um, why it's worth trying and, you know, outside of just being an interesting topic. The biggest two benefits I find are the mental side where it forces you to focus in the moment. And as a business owner like yourself, Brian, that's something that's tough to do, tough to sit there and force yourself to be like, all right, let's not think about everything that's happening today and outside world and all that. So it really calms your mind and focuses on one thing. And I, I find some huge mental benefits to it, like you would from meditation. The second biggest benefit is the skin that I have mentioned that it's, it, there's been reports of helping, you know, different skin diseases and stuff. It, I can certainly say it helps with dry cracking skin. You get a lot less of that. Um, it makes your, your body feel a lot better. And a third sub one is, you know, sometimes when you eat too much food and you feel like crap. You ever done that, Brian, as a gym owner? I'm not sure if you have. <laughs> Every once in a while. Yeah, it happens. You feel and like you go to bed, you wake up, and you feel like garbage the next day. I found that if you take a cold shower the night before, it helps get with the inflammation that all that crap food is causing. It almost hits the reset. So you wake up the next mm-hmm. morning, you're feeling a little bit better, and you say, all right, I'm going to get back on track. Um, so those are the benefits I've really felt. I don't really get the – it's tough to t- tough for me to say for sure with the, the delayed onset muscle soreness or – I do believe that getting inflammation out and fresh oxygenated blooded in probably helps recovery. Um, but it's a little bit of a longer term process than a five minute, 10 minute, 15 minute cold shower. So I don't want to stake my reputation on that one, but I, I do think it helps there too. I can attest to that, that in a therapy setting, you know, after a, a workout in terms of recovery definitely helps with recovery personally, you know, like a study of one, but <clears throat> Yeah, on so the therapeutic side for sure. What's yeah, if, that? You're so, if you're if you're someone that has a tough time calming your mind, or you've had some joint issues that you want to try something different, or you've had some skin issues where you get irritation, you probably want to consider this at least in a shower setting in a very controlled environment. You don't have to be a weirdo like me and try to jump in a frozen pond for half hour. Yeah. Well, and and I think there's benefit too to being to being immersed. Um, you know, having tried, I've tried the cryotherapy and that kind of thing, but I think that's just so it's so surface level, you know, like I only feel that on my skin. I don't, I personally don't feel it doing much more than just making my skin cold. But man, when you spend some time in cold water and you've got it, you know, either running down you or you're submerged in it, uh, it's a big difference. It's a different kind of cold for sure. And, uh, definitely worth trying out flex your, flex your body's abilities just a little bit. And, uh, again, 
work your way into it if needed, but there's a lot of benefits that go along with it. That's uh, Brian. Uh, what's the craziest you've done with cold water? You've heard my weird ocean stories and my pond stories. What about you? Just, Just shower? Um, no, like the cold tub, of course, this is in like a cushy training room. Um, you know, I, I do the cold showers during the summer and that's a, that's a standard practice for me. But I, like I said, being submerged in moving water. And like you said, being submerged in moving water is a totally different story. I think, you know, most cold tubs are at 50 degrees or so. And, and now most like training rooms will have like a hot tub sized hot tub and then a hot tub sized cold tub, not just the, uh, farm trough, you know, the, the, the farm trough is kind of old school these days. Yeah. Most places will have like the nice whirlpool, but it just happens to be 50 degrees or 45 degrees, whatever it is. Um, so just sitting in there and up to the neck is, is about my limit. Um, something moving that outdoors. I don't know, man, moving it outside in your setting. And I'll, I'm going to post a picture with the, um, show notes. So your, your mug's going to be up on the, <laughs> sure on the, um, show notes for us. But I just think something about being outside and that, like, it adds that level of, oh my God, like this could, this could be a survival situation. So I've got to think that that kicks it up a notch. That's, that's super interesting, actually. Um, outside of like a clinical, uh, training room setting, I'm sure that outdoors has a much bigger effect. It is very interesting that, uh, once we push ourselves where we're outdoors, like I mentioned, hiking in a waterfall, we still have a couple miles to go. So you need to be able to control yourself to, to dry off. You don't really have a towel with you to get your boots back on and laced in that environment. So it's more like mental survival training than perhaps physiological, but sometimes I'll do the pond and I'll have my. Uh, oldest son come out he's uh, 11 now just turned 11 he likes origami he'll try to teach me one of his origami folds and i have to focus from the cold water to be able to do it uh-huh. and um in order to get out i'll have to make like the swan or whatever he wants me to make <laughs> and uh it's more of that survival training than it is physiological but I, I have a lot of fun with it because now we can figure out what's what's actually possible and the truth about it not being what i was told when i was younger yeah I love it. Well, I'm, uh, I'm re-energized and excited to get into the cold shower, at least for the next 12 hours. Uh, when I go to take my shower tomorrow, <laughs> <You're> like, <"Nah." laughs> <We'll see. laughs> but I'll remember this conversation and, uh, I'll get in there, but, um, all right, Joe, I really appreciate your time. Thanks so much for interesting conversation. Like I said, you're, uh, somebody that I look up to a lot and I- I'm happy to chat with you today. I appreciate the kind words. Thanks so much for having me on, Brian. No problem. And uh, thank you for listening. And make sure, uh, until next time, be sure to follow the Fit Life formula. That's three days a week of something you love to do, two days a week of strength training, and one workout that just sucks. We'll talk to you next time.